0: Nice to meet you, man. Um, yes, I'm pleasure. I'm the the host of the podcast slash the uh, tech guy for Performance Plus. So if you have email problems, hit me up and I will figure it out. For you want to know
1: the craziest thing though? So Luke Johnny, I coached a crossfit gymnastics course at Johnny's gym in Atlanta. Okay. And then my business partner, Zach, was like, hey, I know this guy from Atlanta. He's really good at CrossFit and tech, you know, in that tech world. And then he goes, it's Johnny Bouchard. And I'm like, what? Like, what a small world. So I knew I knew technically, cool. like way back when. Um, and then, Luke, I probably met you really just when I started with Mayhem.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. Luke, you're, you're an Atlanta area guy, right? You're from Gainesville. That's correct. Um,
2: so I've been in Cookville, Tennessee for three years now. And for about four years before that, I was in Gainesville, uh, living close to my brother and some other family. So I love that area. North Georgia's awesome.
0: Dude, that, especially like you got quick access to the mountains and it's just, it's freaking beautiful up there, man. It's kind of hard to beat. Um, with that, did you spend time like Lake Lanier boating, doing all those kind of like North Georgia things? Absolutely. Yeah, actually. So I ended up moving
2: to Alpharetta because I was like a mile from training think tank because that's who I trained with before, um, mayhem. But yeah, I did. My brother was super into cycling at the time. Uh, we were training for a half Ironman when I first moved there, which was pretty cool. I got to do a lot of, uh, like cycling in the mountains up there and trail running and all the stuff on Lake Lanier, as far as like wakeboarding,
0: fishing and all that. So yeah, I got my fair share of all that. I got I to gotta ask you another side question here. Are you part of the crew of mayhem people with Jake and Rory that are going to do the Ironman in September after the games window? Uh, yes. You well, are maybe. So I told him,
2: I said, In my mind, it's a yes because I told him. I said, first I have to go punch my ticket to the to the twenty twenty three CrossFit Games. Once I do that, I will go online and I'll sign up for the Ironman. I just, it's pretty insane. Like it's a month, three weeks to a month after the games, and yeah, I just there's no point in me doing that if I'm having an off season and I'm training for the next season. So. I just, I'd like to test my fitness and see how I fare in that without training for it. But being at the peak of my fitness for my sport, because I trained for a half Ironman and thought I trained enough and I didn't train nearly enough for that. (laughs) And that was awful. And it took me, I don't remember, like six and a half or seven and a half hours, something along those lines. And just the thought of doubling (laughs) that, I don't think Jake Locker or... Half the man boys know what they're getting themselves into.
0: I agree. So I'm a I'm a triathlete. Like that, I do CrossFit okay. to stay strong enough to do triathlons, and I'm doing mm-hmm. that race with you guys. Wait, you're I,
1: downplaying that you're a triathlete. You're like a multi Ironman like a marathon runner.
0: Yeah, like, like yeah, I, I've done a lot, and like uh, like CrossFit yeah. makes me a competitive person, so I became competitive in triathlon. Uh, t- we did. Jake was on the podcast, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm not training for it at all. I'm just doing 75 hard, and I'm just going to do a little extra biking <laughs> and running." Oh. And I was like, "Awesome, bro! I can't wait. Like, I cannot yeah. wait to be at the the finish line with you and see how you feel at the end of this thing." <laughs> I think that you have plenty enough fitness because you're spending so much time in your day, like right. training and putting volume on your body. I, it will be rough from an energy system standpoint, but like, for sure. You'll get there, but I'm very curious yeah. to see how Jake and Rory, who are just not training at all there. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome.
2: Oh yeah. They're gonna they're gonna be hurting for sure. Like ha. I'm I'm gonna be in a different world. Like my calves, like I'm not gonna wanna walk, right? I'm gonna wanna lay the rest for like probably a week. They're gonna yeah. be crawling. It's gonna be nuts.
0: Yeah. It's, I, I can't wait. Um, I'm yeah. so excited. I'm, I'm more excited just up. to hang out with them and see how yeah. they fit, fa- how they fare through it. than uh, yeah. to actually do the race. That's um, cool. Well, you and I will be very close soon, man. We will be. I,
2: I
1: can't <laughs>
0: wait, man. Um, I did get
1: an invite and I didn't even hesitate. Like, Oh no. Like no <laughs> gymnast. Like you asked me to run 800 meters and that's a long distance. So no, thanks. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But you know, you're a
2: different animal.
0: You're doing mountain biking now, which I, I mean, know. which is more suffering than well, track, gravel. So. Gravel, gravel. Okay. I this ran tells- into
1: two trees on a mountain bike, Luke, and decided that's not my sport.
2: <laughs> yeah, mountain biking's yeah, it can be dangerous for sure. Yeah. It takes you, a while to get used to. See.
0: Do you do you do that stuff with Rich and the boys? Like, are you out there hitting the trails? I do. Uh,
2: this year's looked a little different. I've only been out there a few times with Rich and less the closer we get to semifinals. It's been a couple of weeks since I've been out there. Um, but yeah, like literally the second weekend after semifinals, um, I'm going to do for the third year in a row, the 24 hours in the Canyon in Paladero Canyon in Amarillo, Texas, which is to raise money for, uh, cancer, but it's super neat like the course. So I don't know for listeners, Paladero Canyon is the second biggest Canyon in the U S um, to the Grand Canyon. And it's, it feels like you're in the Grand Canyon. It's beautiful. It's massive and it's some world-class mountain biking trails. So I'm, I'm pretty fired up to do that again.
1: Very cool. Speaking of semis, we're very close. I get to watch you guys
2: hit yeah, Orlando is going to be a party. It's going to be a good time. How are you feeling going into it? Uh, really good. Uh, it's interesting. People ask me, hey, man, are you nervous? And yeah, I'm, I'm to the point in my life where it's, it's pretty simple for me. It's like, man, the first thing that comes to my mind is Proverbs twenty one thirty one, And it's a simple verse. It's the horse is made ready for the day of battle, but the victory rests with the Lord. And I'm the fittest, strongest I've ever been in my life, and I'm super confident that i've right i'm I'm the horse that's been made ready for the day of battle, and at the end of the day it's 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 God's will, it's God's plan. like I know that if God's will is for me to qualify, there's nothing anyone can do to step in the way of that, and I've done everything my body's let me do, so I'm just ready to go for the ride and have some fun. I'm feeling confident, I'm feeling ready, and yeah i'm I'm feeling very hopeful for sure.
1: That's well, awesome. I've been witness. I wanted to hop on this podcast because I've been witness to your hard work and dedication, and you are the most humble, hardworking soul. And I just really have enjoyed Thank watching you. you progress. Um, but like you, any cue, like you're always like, "Help, you know, what can I do better? What can And I, Just that, that mindset will take you very far in just everything you Mm -hmm. do. Just like always, always want to be always the student, like, you know, and I feel the same way, right? Like I may be able to do well, but I still can get better and you take directions so well and you're just such a fun athlete to work with. Um, So I just, I, I wanted to make sure everybody knew that.
2: (laughs) Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. It's been a huge help. Even if it's like, I don't know, train with riches, having literally 25 to 35 seconds of chatting with you about something like toast bar, simple hollow body, arch to hollow type drills and stuff. It's been wild to see. Um, and I've been super grateful just to see like how far I've come in just gymnastic simple movements just from like a couple coaching cues from you. And that's the thing too that makes I think I guess separates like great coaches from good coaches is being able to like, you have a thought or an idea, or maybe if it's a certain word, right? A coaching cue that maybe the, uh, the athlete needs to hear a different word or maybe be shown visually. That's obviously something you're good at since you're great at gymnastics. But um, <laughs> like, being able to change the language to an athlete, I feel like that's something that was really unique about you. Is like, I've heard a ton of, I've worked with many gymnasts and heard simple terms and stuff, but I feel like your verbiage and language was always unique that I've never heard that clicked with me well. So thank you. Just to give you a little uh
1: We are not here to talk about me. We're talking about you. But thank you. you. Yeah,
2: that's always been cool experience, but
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely. All right, I
0: I I was gonna ask, since I wasn't there to see it, what was Luke, what do you think your biggest weakness from a gymnastics standpoint was? And like you've come in hard and fast across it for baseball. Um, sure. So you've got, I'm assuming, had a less steep learning curve. What do you think your biggest weakness was? And then Pamela, afterwards, what do you think Luke needed the most help with? Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's a really easy question. <laughs> Pamela knows.
2: Oh, that's why she's giggling. So, like, I'm a gorilla. <laughs> I'm five eleven, but my wingspan's like six four plus. <laughs> Whoa! Which means, which means I have really long arms. And anything upside down, strict it's just it's it, it's a little harder for me. Um, not to mention, I was a baseball player in college, and most of my career, I had coaches my whole life telling me, "Hey, don't lift anything heavy over your head." That doesn't help, right? But I do have big shoulders. I'm a big dude, but really, it's I'm not just blaming my arm length but that's been the the hardest thing. Um, I've gotten so much better all of my gymnastic movements, but anything upside down that's strict is for sure. It's been the slower
0: process and it's definitely improved dramatically.
1: Yes, improved tremendously. Yep.
0: What, without giving all the secrets away, P, what, what what were the things? What were the drills and skills that Luke had to use to improve? We,
1: we, we signed a document that this is none of these secrets will be given away to any other no. athlete.
2: Come on, come on. <laughs> I love
1: that. No, it's it's really understanding how to continue tension as you are moving upside down through space. And that's a very, very hard thing to do because right side up is upside down. And so we're very confused. It's like if you were to bottom out of a front squat, right? If you lose tension with a heavy barbell squatting, it's like uh now I'm coming from dead weight, right? Like I can't get back up. So it's very similar to that upside down. And especially when your levers are longer, well, man, now, now we got even more, you know, room to have to move our whole body weight and moving body weight. Isn't it so different than like moving a barbell? Like, don't you feel that? Like, you know, like external versus like your own object moving through space.
2: (laughs) Yeah, seriously. And being able, like you said, to manipulate it into the right positions, like efficiently. Yeah. Especially under fatigue, I think it was the biggest thing too, because I feel like for beginning, beginning crossfitters or people that aren't used to being in like certain positions, even something as simple as a hollow body. It's so much harder when you don't really know what that feels like, especially when you're under fatigue. It just adds a whole nother level for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: What was, because uh, you came hot and heavy right out of baseball, right? Like you did baseball, you did a little TV stuff, and then busted right into CrossFit in 2019, correct? Uh, yes, that's great. And then went to like semifinals, regionals. How far after, how how long into your career were you starting to hit podiums?
2: Uh, great question. I mean, like there was a few local comps if we're talking podiums.
1: (laughs) I mean, they all count, Luke, right? No one
2: was there, but hey, it counts. (laughs) Um, That's hilarious. I had to say that. Yeah, I'm trying to think. So 2020 was a huge deal for me. So I was at Training Think Tank for a solid year and a half. And the Training Think Tank team asked me to be on the team. They were looking for another member. And that was a big deal to me. At the time, I was like, for sure, the least experienced and least fit on the team, which is always kind of fun because you're like, it's fun, but it sucks because you're kind of like, all right, I, ha- like I know um, I'm going to be dragging the team. So I have to put like all my chips in, right? I have to give everything I have just to keep up. But at the same time, your team kind of carries you, which is kind of fun, depending on how you look at it, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, I qualified. Well, technically, we didn't qualify. We got a backfill spot. So we got the invitation from someone who didn't accept uh, Palooza. That was like my big, my first big thing. That was in 2020. It was really neat. I actually got to compete against Rich on team there. It was two male, two females. Back when they had like your like normal setup with team, yeah. And I think it was Scott Panchik, China Chow, and Teja on his team then. And then 2021, I ended up moving to Mayhem, and I honestly had no business being at a semifinal with my fitness level, and after four to six months of being humbled and eating (laughs) my fair share of humble pie every day in the barn with Haley and Rich, Um, then I actually did squeeze in. There was like 120 else that made semis in America. And I was like one, I think 19th out of 120. (laughs) So I snuck in there and I got some really good experience at the Mac in 2021. So that was like the intro to me Getting some experience.
1: My first regionals—they to, took back in 2011. They took 60 athletes to regionals. I yeah. did for 60th, so I made it.
2: That's crazy. So you know what I mean. That's yeah. wild. we you make it by the skin of your teeth, you're just like, it's like so thankful. <laughs> I
0: know. Yeah, I Dude, love that. That is meteoric, though. I mean, you went from like, hey, I started CrossFit, like for the. Uh, you have a background in athletics, but like to go from, yeah. Hey, I started CrossFit in 2019 and joined thing training think tank, started work at that crew. And then all of a sudden I'm, you know, at Wadapalooza and then semifinals, that's a pretty fast ascent. How much, I mean, you just have to be learning things all the time still, right? Like, is it still like oh, every yeah. day you're like, Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even
2: literally today, I just mastered. All right. I don't want to get too big headed here. I didn't like, Oh my gosh. I'm the best in the world at it, but I f- finally got to the point where I can figure out um, this movement. Like, for example, like just this last open or I guess quarterfinals, we had the crossover okay. added with the jump rope and we just had Dave, um, visiting with RX smart gear and he, so he, they're at the power monkey camp and they, some of them came and visited at mayhem. And anyway, we did like a little jump rope workshop. And like literally today, I'm like doing backflips mentally. I'm just so happy because I'm like, I finally got the crossover double unders figure it out where it's just effortless and I can keep them going. So just to answer your question, yeah, I'm learning every day. There's always something to learn. There's always something to be more more efficient. in. kind of like what I brought up earlier, like Pamela has helped me like something like a total bar. You, you may not think, oh, like I got that figured out. I can do, you know, 20 unbroken. I don't need any help with that. Actually, you do. You can go a lot faster. You can be a lot more efficient. You can save your core. You can save your grip in like the littlest of ways. And there's, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's always room to get better in everything.
1: Do you remember getting your first like bar muscle up or like ring muscle up? Like you're like, wait, what is this? Like, what do you want me to do? Because like coming from baseball, right? That must be so weird.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I remember being so fired up. It took me, yeah, it took me a while to figure out that because the rings when you're when you're new is so different. Like a bars, you're it's on a rig, you're bolted in the ground. That thing ain't, isn't moving. <laughs> rings, it's like you grab them and they can just like swing around. And you're like, what is this?
1: I can't imagine coming from like collegiate baseball and being like, hey, uh, I want you to pull yourself on top of these rings that move and figure it out.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. Absolutely. And then, oh, by the way, you're hanging out with a bunch of old dogs like Tyler Christopher, <laughs> who have been, you know, doing this forever and are probably like, yeah, bro, I get it. The rings move like yeah. uh, <laughs> that's that's got to be a cool, cool thing. Uh, going back to your baseball career. So both you and Tyler have both mentioned this. I've heard this on other things uh, from you guys on things uh, is that you didn't overhead lift as a baseball player. Right. Like it's kind of. Correct. So how was uh one do you think baseball players should be overhead lifting and two how long did it take you to kind of like match the the booty strength to the shoulder strength um uh, that i'm sure you had a lot of leg strength for baseball absolutely great question so
2: let me let me attack the first one because this is i'm gonna dive kind of deep into both of these so i'm gonna jump to the uh the shoulder deal as far as lifting over your head. You asked me, do I think baseball players now should lift over their head? The answer is absolutely. I think <laughs> I had some great coaches back in the day. I'm not bashing any of them, but I think there was a huge, and you guys have seen in the last decade as far as health and fitness in general, the education has been through the roof as far as what we know, the research, et cetera, et cetera. So th- I think there's a, la- a huge lack of, education of how to properly train. And I would absolutely encourage even pitchers, right? Because why would you you want to lift over your head? It's because of your throwing arm, whether you're a righty or a lefty. You you just wanted to protect your shoulder and keep it healthy. So along with that would be care, like self-care, like stretching, the TRX bands, different band work in what we would call like prehab movements, right? Movements we want to do almost every day so that we don't get injured and have to do rehab so it's little things like that all the self care things and just being educated on how much is too much and um like for example like before i even started CrossFit i thought those guys are crazy monkeys they're all going to get injured because <laughs> i thought there's no way you could squat every day giving you an example now we're using legs as, a, as an example cuz i was the old school bodybuilding mentality guy that came into the sport that was like all right I'm going to squat till I drop. I want to crawl at the gym. I'm going to be throwing up in the trash can. I'm going to do all these sets of my legs, every machine in the gym for hours. And I'm not going to be able to move my legs for a day or two. You know what I mean? Like at least two or three days of rest before I do legs again. I didn't know or understand or have any education on the concept that you could do some form of squatting every day, right? Whether it's air squats or, hey, I'm doing a, a wall ball, right? I'm tossing, I'm doing a squat, but I'm tossing a ball to a target. And then I might do a different form of squatting and a lunge or something else. Almost every day you can do a form of squatting and be fine and still back squat heavy or front squat heavy. I didn't have any education of that and it totally correlates with your shoulders. Like, right. Is like doing too much or like maybe I'm just doing a shoulder to overhead or I'm upside down and I'm working on my freestanding handstand hold for drills or handstand walking. You know what I mean? So. I think the education piece is huge, and there is a lot of baseball coaches and trainers now for all—not just baseball, but for all sports—that I think are doing a lot more advanced things and are attacking it appropriately. And I think that's the biggest thing in the last decade is just just been the education. It's amazing how far um, just fitness in general, and I don't want to say the average Joe, but like your average coach that knows. The proper way to move <laughs> correctly. Uh, it's just been amazing to see just uh, education and fitness in the entire honestly world like increase so much in the last decade.
0: It's been cool. Cross is a really big part of that, right? I feel like. Um, CrossFit has taken so much of the bad stigma that came from the eighties and nineties bodybuilding world and like completely demystified it and been like, Hey man, it's fine. You did wall balls yesterday. We're going to front squat heavy today and you're not going to get injured. You're actually going to get more resilient. And, um, it's cool. You just have to manage loading volume, like all those things. It's, uh, it's, it's super cool. Um, that's how, How is, uh, and uh, Tyler told me to ask you this, so I'm just going to, uh, preface (laughs) by saying that interesting. How, (laughs) how is, uh, managing your intensity at the beginning of workouts going? (laughs) In fact, he said to ask you, uh, if anybody is a better, uh, one more first rounds of workouts than you. (laughs)
2: That's so good. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, For listeners who are uh, listening to that and don't really know what he's talking about, um, Tyler's coming at me for coming out guns blazing. (laughs) So I love that term, just coming out hot. Um, If a workout is one to three minutes, yeah, you can come out hot. You're supposed to. It's a sprint style workout. But when a workout's 20 to 30 minutes, you don't want to come out hot. When there's 10 rounds, you don't want to win the first one.
1: <laughs> you learn your lesson.
2: <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. And that, I think that's one of the coolest things, too, looking back. And um, I got to use Rich as an example, right? So watching Rich froning, right, in the 20, I don't know, like, let's say 14 games, like, people are like, oh, he's coming back. He's coming from behind. And like, no, dude, it's a 10-round workout. All these other dudes are coming out hot. He paced it correctly and he's right where he wants to be. And that's ultimately, and you know, especially being a triathlete, especially the longer the distances, man, it's not easy, especially when you're continuing to get fitter. Uh, the more you train, you got to learn what your body's capable of doing, but also be very smart, right? About how you approach workout and coming out a lot, maybe a lot slower than you want, but you know that work out and you know, those muscles are going to start fatiguing. everything's going to catch up to you and obviously like finishing it strong.
1: It's a real but, yeah. game too, right? Because mm. if you're, if it's a 10 rounder and like three, four rounds in that person's still ahead of you, you're like, Oh, I, I went out too slow. Oh, and then you slowly yeah. up, you know? So you have <laughs> to be really confident in your training to rely on like knowing Absolutely. like hey, I can speed up. I always say your first, your last round should be faster than your first round. If it's like a, you know, a longer 15, 25
2: absolutely.
1: minutes, and and usually that's that. I was good at pacing, and you have to be good at pacing. Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. Well said. And that's really hard to do, and especially when you're a beginner in the sport, right? Like, I'll never forget the first year of real so, <laughs> like, I'm
1: laughing because we were all there. We're all yeah, been there,
2: like. Like you're like, oh, I'm crushing this. And like, let's say it's 10 rounds. Round nine and 10, I'm literally crawling to the barbell. Like I call it diving or nose diving in the chalk bucket. And it's literally like, I don't even need chalk, but I'm going to go get chalk just so it doesn't look like I'm just bending over, staring at the barbell. I'm not picking that thing up. I'm nose diving in this chalk bucket. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to rub chalk all over my body real quick. But yeah, we all know the top
1: trick, uh huh. Absolutely.
2: (laughs) And Johnny, yeah, you know, with triathlon training, really any any endurance training, right? Obviously, the the perfect in the perfect case scenario, you'd want to be, you know, the same speed, right? The same splits each round. That's almost impossible, right? So even well, I guess in the most perfect world, you would you would come out a little slower, and then you would actually finish a little faster at the end kind of like what pamela's talking about which i mean that's an advanced thing i feel like it takes a lot of knowing your body yeah and knowing
0: the movements you're doing right knowing what you're capable of knowing your pacing knowing all the things mm-hmm. uh, i think that there's a mental component to it as well cuz so for yeah. me personally uh i'm, I'm i guess si- similar to you in that i like to come out hot like i need to feel that kind of energy in myself at the beginning and i mm. like to i if it's a CrossFit workout, I can strategize, like, how hard do I need to go to kind of get ahead of that curve? Um, Triathloning is a little hard because you can actually lose in the swim if you do that. Uh, But like, yeah, there's a mental component of like, hey, I have to be disciplined enough to not go so hot that I'm blowing up at the end or that I'm riding the line, the threshold of like not Mm. exploding, but I can stay here and get far enough ahead where nobody else can catch me as I start to die out at the end. Like, yeah, absolutely. um, I want
1: to be like in that Jim Carrey movie where you can hear your thoughts And like have it mic to the games athletes. Like what's Luke, what's his self-talk as he's going through those, you know, like wouldn't that that be be, crazy fun? (laughs) That That would
0: would be, be crazy fun. What you talk a lot about mentality on social, like what is, what kind of your internal monologue like going into a workout, like obviously different for different workouts, but let's say it's like a seven to nine minute classic CrossFit workout. Like what's your internal monologue during that?
2: Uh, This is going to get deep.
0: Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is a deep question for me. Um, Ooh, seven to nine minute workout. Uh, So I'll keep it lighthearted to start this. So if it's in training, sometimes... It might be just the thought of a peanut butter and jelly that's going to get me through the workout. <laughs> you know, like it might be like, all right, you know, like what snack do I feel like I've earned after this? You know what I mean? Or what am I craving right now? Um, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, there's a, there's a neat analogy. And then I'm going to dive into a little, a little deep, deep because I got to just be real. And, you know, you ask the question, but I love this analogy. And my brother and I used to talk about this a lot because we loved just talking about the mentality, mindset part of workouts, and I like to call it the phone call. So there's a moment in each workout <laughs> for some of us. The phone call is early, right? <laughs> we come out hot, but so like if it's a seven to nine minute workout, you're probably gonna get the phone call, but around like five or six minute mark. And the phone call is the voices in your head that say, "Hey, what are you doing right now? Like, why are we going this fast? I don't really want to hurt this bad. Why are we doing this?" And I think. The answer to the call is the most important thing, right? And I always try to be positive because if you start feeding those negative thoughts, like all the uh, mindset guru type conversations that we've all heard, right? Like I don't know if you've heard the analogy of like there's a positive wolf in your mind, there's a negative wolf. Like which one you feed the most will end up eating the other one, right? So like if you're starting telling yourself, oh my legs hurt, I can't go any farther, like you start feeding the negative negative is going to take over. And you're not going to finish as strong as you can. So like keeping those types of thoughts in my mind is my mentality, usually of feeding myself positive thoughts, whether it's like, all right, I got to break this up in different rep schemes in my head. like, I'm almost there. I can do this. Like I've done workouts way worse than this kind of mentality. But like that analogy, when you get the phone call, I think the most important thing is if, if you're really hurting deep and you're in competition is latching onto your why. This is something that I like to preach about is knowing your why. And I think that's one of the most important things. Like, why are you even doing what you're doing? What's the big picture for you? And your why can also be your purpose. Um, the reason why you're doing the sport to begin with. Um, the end goal. And if you can have a slogan, whether it's, I don't know, your favorite mindset guru. could be David Goggins. I don't know. It could be a Bible verse. Right. It could be. One word, even something that helps you latch on to your why, I think is the most important thing. And for me, sometimes those thoughts can get really deep and pretty. uh, I don't want to say dark, but they can get very, um, you know, rough, rough, like a lot of times I can be in the middle of a workout and I could literally be picturing um, Jesus, like walking up the hill of Golgotha with his cross that he's about to go get hung on for for me, right? Like I can get into some (laughs) deep thoughts when it comes to that mindset and that mentality, but just to keep it like pretty simple here for listeners, I think that's the most important thing, right? Is when you get that phone call. So when you get the call in the workout and your body and your mind starts questioning yourself of what what am I even doing here? I think
0: latching on your why and your purpose is the most important thing. What's your why? Like, what's how I I I know uh you're a very, very religious man, and which is awesome. And like, is that the why? Is it honoring God and everything that you do? Um, or is there other kind of, you know, I, I guess more um uh, practical things that come to mind? Like I want to win yeah, the games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So for
2: me personally, um, and you're good. I'm not I'm not bashing you here when you say this, but like I just want to be clear about the word religion. Cause I'm, I am what people would call religious, but I don't look at faith like that. I look at it like relationship with like the one who created me and I don't look at uh, my faith, like religion because I look at now this might not be the exact definition of religion, but I look at religion, like rules without relationship, but to answer your question, cut that out to keep it short and sweet. Like, what is my why? And like, what do I latch on to It's directly my faith and to connect with listeners that maybe aren't, um, like dedicating everything they're doing to God. It'd be like, I think you can, I can also relate to people that are like, Hey, I want to do this for my family. Right. And at the end of the day, why am I even doing CrossFit? It's ultimately to inspire other people, right? Like I'm trying to be the best version of myself just like you guys are trying to be the best version of yourselves. And I'm trying to inspire other people to do the same, right? Ultimately, on a deeper level, because I'm a faith guy, is I'm ultimately trying to do that on a level that um, helps people understand that they're made for more. And life isn't just about you know the trophies, the CrossFit medal, the championships, all these materialistic things, whether it's money, the big house that we want, um, that we're working towards. But there's something so much deeper than that. And it's getting to know the one that created you, your creator. And so ultimately, to answer your question, yeah, it, it's all to bring glory to God and help people get to know the creator. So that's my why. And I think part, thinking about family, too, can really get me going as far as my why. Like, I won't, I won't lie. <laughs> um, when I'm on a competition floor and then I see my family in the stands... There's just something different. Like you guys know what I mean. Like when you have, whether it's your best friend or someone that's like, they have that deep, real relationship with you. And man, when I see my family, like my brother or my uh, my grandma, my dad, my mom, like my entire family up in the stands and I want to just perform for my family. I can't believe I just didn't say my wife uh, (laughs) since I've been married two months. (laughs) (laughs) Right, But yeah, even seeing... Yeah, my wife out there. Like it's, um. Although I haven't competed yet with my wife, anyway, I'm getting too caught I, up on that. But.
1: <laughs> very newly married, so yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: No, I I I relate to that a lot. Like at the my first CrossFit games, my boys flew out to California, and they were oh my god! I mean, like six and eight or five, I don't even remember how old they were to be quite honest. And yeah. I was just like, oh my god, they're watching their mom like do this hard stuff, and. It, And they just kept watching over the years and over the years. And I never was like, come out, learn CrossFit, come do this, be fit. You know, it was just like, you you have to be healthy, move your body. Like, I didn't care what you did. And here they both on their own after watching me and kind of following that, you know, my oldest one, 21, obsessive CrossFitter, my yes. younger one, 19, is obsessive rock climber, and now mm. somebody's watching them, and they're watching other people, and everybody's kind of just like, huh, if he can do that, like, maybe yes. I do. So, yeah, I get that.
2: Absolutely. That's, that's, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too, right? You want to inspire uh, your family, and yeah, I mean, I I think that's a huge part of what gets me Fired up doing CrossFit is just inspiring others, mm-hmm. and that's, that's what it is, right? You want
1: so as a collegiate athlete, knowing like once college is over, I was always told once college is over, you're done, you know, and that's so yeah. not true. Like I can be an athlete for the rest of my life if I choose to and stay healthy. And
0: God, willing. well, you surely are. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's for dang sure <laughs>
1: Thank
0: you. that's uh, what well, i'm just trying to slowly make pamela's fitness level that's what when uh, like i'm on a ramp so you know yes. in 10 years i can get there uh that's it's insane what you do pamela I i'm
2: just trying to sniff like her gymnastic level just sniff Dude. right like i'm just trying to get in some of those positions <laughs> it looks so smooth well, i i Luke, I don't do
1: know. The baseball field, you will feel a lot better about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I love it. I don't, Luke. I don't know if you ever see Pamela's Instagram, but she likes to like casually say how easy some of the things that she does are. Like, no, it's cool. <laughs> Just point your toes as you go into like a staller yeah. press, and I, like dude i can't i mean just
2: point your toes yeah just point your toes like
0: (laughs) i can't even control what's going on with my legs let alone my toes i'm freaking out right now so it's awesome pete thanks for thank you for making the rest of us you know feel a little bit more ordinary it's
1: all about inspiring right that's (laughs) that's that's the theme right we were talking about
0: (laughs) uh luke going back to just a little bit one more thing with um the mentality stuff like does the yeah. does that translate do you think that stuff translates what you learn on the floor to the rest of your life? like I know you're full on like professional athlete at this point dedicated to training, but when you're hitting hard things, whether it be a conversation with your wife or business things or whatever, um does that mindset stuff work for you when you get the call in that way and it's a little less physical
2: yeah, um I'm trying to think of how I want to approach or attack this one. Because I could get super deep into this one. (laughs) Um, I'll try to keep it simple. I'd say uh, right off the bat, yes. I think a lot of the way my brain, my mind works, I can absolutely, like all those things translate, right? Um, But at the same time too, like as far as mindset, there's a competition me. And that might look like I'm going to battle, I'm going to war. And then there's like, I, I it's almost like I put on a different hat, like if I'm talking to my wife, right? Like, as far as, I don't know what we would call like being in the pain cave or being uh, resilient or um, patient even, like a lot of the, or trusting the process, right? Like a lot of these different terms. Um, yeah, I might use that towards like thinking about my family or my wife in the future. But at the same time, I'm putting on a different hat and I'm, I got to be, you know, the best, you know, husband I can be for her or brother or son or, you know what I mean? Like whatever the situation is
0: love it. I like to use my I use my pain cave mentality when I have to do tasks like painting. Like my wife recently decided we need some accent walls. Yeah, and it's just some of those tasks they're like they're just painful, man. And it's like yeah, to keep a positive attitude Paint, around it, you're like, hey, painting, <laughs> yeah. Say, uh I feel like sometimes you go to the same space that's rad um we yeah. got some some rapid fire questions to kind of wrap this thing up this has been awesome dude you're uh you kill it but we got some rapid fire questions um some of them uh are will so come out hot here. yeah come out hot come out hot uh all right I know you're a huge team Tebow fan if Tim Tebow rich Fronin get in a street fight who wins Oh,
2: dude, that's so hard. Oh, man. Does one
0: have a weapon? Mono e mano. Oh, man. I'm going to have to say Rich on Ellen. He's okay. just a,
2: he's a savage assassin. I feel like we just don't know it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he, he, he has the mentality for it. He
2: reminds me sure. of Leonidas, but I mean, we're talking Tim <laughs> Tebow, you know? right who's a
0: little bigger think, than rich i think everyone would pay to see that the pay-per-view yeah. would be through the roof they would uh better mayhem baseball athlete you tyler or rich
2: uh, why'd you have to ask me a question that i, that I have to say myself <laughs> <Here's your answer>. <laughs> why why <laughs>
0: okay uh what position were you um and what was your what were your pitcher? I was a uh, center fielder in center college. Fielder.
2: Okay. So uh, outfielder. we can just say outfielder. But yeah, I played pretty much infield, like shortstop, kind of like Rich in high school. I think Tyler as well. Yeah.
0: How's the arm now? My arm? Yeah. Like, how can you still Great. throw? It's still there? Oh, yeah. Oh, if, yeah. If this is the 2010 CrossFit games, and there's a softball toss in it. Are you going to take first place? Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> Boz told me he's bringing that back this year, so I'm looking forward they to seeing you in that.
1: Spencer Dude,
0: Yeah. That would Handel. fire me up.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: On a whole other <laughs> level. Uh, I'd be like telling Pamela, hey, guys, we're going to do a handstand hold here, freestanding.
1: Oh, good luck. know. When I saw that in the bullfire for the Masters, I was just like, oh, man, it was yeah. my <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: just salivating. Right, right. Um, Superman or Iron Man? Superman. <laughs> um, more intense fans, Bachelorette fans or CrossFit fans? <laughs> That's a <tough> one.
2: <laughs> Maybe Batch. <laughs> oh. If you know uh, my story. That's funny, but I, I'm gonna have to say CrossFit for sure.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Um, and then, what question do you ask Richard Froning Jr. that annoys the crap out of him the most? I heard. Uh, I heard from Bernie. I, uh, I ask. I ask a lot of annoying questions to him pretty regularly.
2: Uh, probably, hey man, what workout should I do? <laughs> or what are we doing today?
0: Oh, uh, that's awesome. Uh some some birdies told me that you're great at asking Rich questions that uh can uh to can get him motivated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I'm pretty I'm for sure number one in that. Uh well, cool, man. Those are all the questions we had for Pamela. Do you have anything else you want to know about Luke?
1: Um, I just want to thank you for hopping on with us and I'm Ooh. super stoked to see you on the floor at SEMI's. And, you know, I will be cheering for you loudly.
2: Yeah, you're going to be helping coach. Yeah. <laughs> Just messing with you. Okay. No, but for real. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you in Orlando. It's going to be a great time. And Johnny, I had a pleasure chatting, chatting with
0: I look forward to the Ironman. I can't wait, man. It's I'm going to I if I, gonna I finish. Be, we're going to be bros before you know it. I know, dude. We're. I'm going to be running back to hang out with anybody that's not. Not t- done specifically, Jake, because he's not training. I told him I would, be, I would, I'll be right there with you. I will run back and do my best to buddy carry him uh, across yeah. the finish line. So we're gonna be I, walking I with too. him,
2: and I'm gonna be like Googling motivational quotes to try to tell <laughs> him to keep, to keep moving and not quit,
0: per, dude. You got that covered. You're great. You had me fired up there with just the talk on going deep. So I feel like I'll Thank carry you. him, you get him, uh, get him fired up, and we'll get him yeah, across the <laughs> that's awesome man well thanks for doing this with us we really appreciate it and um you know good luck on the season i think you're gonna crush it
2: thank you yeah absolutely sweet all right guys see you man
1: Bye.